Welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is Jason. Today's fate is Terminator 6 Dark Fate. Jason and I uh, saw a screening of it the other night and decided to uh, talk about it as we have a lot to say. This is, is this the second or third? Didn't we talk about the, I guess, or one and a half times because we did the trailer and then we did like the next trailer? Yeah, we did both trailers. So this is, I guess, the official talk about, which now seems ages ago when we first talked about the trailer. Agreed. This is the fourth attempt at a terminator 3 not counting the series hmm. so there was terminator 3 salvation well terminator 3 the series salvation genesis and now dark fate right um i don't know why they're so hyper to make a terminator 3 i mean i know terminator 3 didn't do well or wasn't well received but it feels like they've been so so trying to make the true sequel to terminator 2 as opposed to just making a movie right i mean it's they've spent how many hundreds of millions of dollars trying to make a third Terminator and none of it's worked? Yeah, so yeah, this one was a uh, budget of 185. Uh, I want to, I think uh, Genesis was 155. Salvation was 125, and I don't know what three was. Mm. And none of them have lost money. They've all just haven't really made any money. Yeah, none have been hits, and none of it, you know, there's no critical acclaim. Um, I guess the reason why I brought it up is I think it, if we go back to the very first podcast we did with the trailer, mm-hmm. and the question we brought up was, who is this movie for? Right. And I think we're still asking that. After seeing it, it's a... To this day. Uh, how the trailer definitely isn't the movie. All right, it's the Ghostbusters reboot 2.0 or something. But in the end, none of that actually bothered me. Of what they were trying to do. It still mm-hmm. came down to just a bad story. Yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's... And I guess we're going to give away spoilers here. Oh, yeah, right? I should I should definitely start off. Uh, this will be, will be nothing but spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, see it. I still... No matter what we say, if you want to see it, see it. That It doesn't really matter. It's not about... We're not two angry white guys ruining it. You know, it's like going to sit there and talk about how you know social norms of ruining our movies because I've watched a few videos where... There were a lot of angry white men about about this movie for unknown reasons. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm going to try not to be angry <laughs> or upset because um, at the end, I don't I don't really care. Um, That's I, how it should just come down to. You can be mad about the movie. Just in the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I'm I'm disappointed that it's mostly terrible. You know, and, and I don't want to just shit all over it because that doesn't do any good. And it gets more about the questions of why. And what if, for me, like, what if they would have taken a different route? How could this be better? Mm-hmm. Or um, why and what were they thinking on a lot of these, you know, on a lot of the you know, plot points within the movie? Right. Um, how would you like to start? Uh, this is directed by Tim Miller, the guy who did uh, Deadpool. Great movie. Outstanding movie. I did look it up. There were about nine writers on this movie. And I'll read you one little thing and then we can go into it. So... Tim Miller requested to consult a bunch of novelists about ideas. So there were five novelists they brought on board to pitch ideas. That's great. Then Miller, Cameron, and Ellison, David Ellison, came up with a story. Then they handed the script off uh, to the writer's room, which included one, two, three, four people. Then after all of that, David S. Goyer moved on. So then they brought on Billy Ray to polish the script. After the script was rewritten... Miller did another pass, then James Cameron did a pass. So this script has been basically a giant mess from day one. So basically, the film's writing credits include Cameron, Charles LG, Josh Friedman, David Goyer, Justin Rhodes, Billy Ray are all the people that get credited, but there is actually about six other people. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's still nowhere near ready. And no. Cameron said so himself. Yeah. That, you know, it was turning pages. This is like not the stuff you want to get out there. Is yeah. That you're turning pages over the night before they're shooting, you know, trying to save it. Right. And I just don't understand. I mean, I get it because of schedules and money and all of that. But how do you let this movie go as far as it did down the wrong path or a path that you see is not working or not going to work? And right. then just let it continue, like a train wreck right? where you can stop the train, but then decide, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to let the train go and go off the cliff. Well, Why do you do that? Well, especially after um, Tim Miller and James Cameron agreed that, you know, the other ones confused the timeline and that they were going to do something new, but they did exactly the same thing. 
Like, it right. literally is people come back, one to protect, one to kill. It's Terminator 2 with a weird filter. Not in a good way. I just mean, like, that, that story point. They talk about how much they dislike 3, 4, and 5, but all they do is borrow ideas from 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's... it's and I'm sure somebody is going to put a... You know, when this gets out there to DVD or whatever, Blu-ray, someone will put together, like... Here are all the, you know, borrowed scenes, you know, and here they are shot for shot. Yeah. Again, not like the Lion King remake where you're doing stuff the same, but basically just taking all the ideas a little bit from here. Oh, this kind of works. You know, so this works from the Sarah Connor Chronicles. You know, so we'll just borrow it. And we're going to make, you know, make our movie off of that. You know, I, I, well, I'll save the after the closing remarks, but go you continue. <laughs> I have my closing remark. Yeah, closing I already got statement. upset. Uh, <laughs> So and that's what's so funny is it's like wait it took nine people to cherry pick from movies that have already been written right that's that that's the weird part I don't mind bringing in like you know you bring in like a a Brian a Professor Brian Cox or something who knows about time travel and stuff or like the theories behind quantum mm-hmm. physics bringing those people let's talk about time travel but it never really is about that like I don't mind bringing on some like sci-fi people right. what are your theories on where we could be. But just the fact that it's like we're bringing on five people to tell us stories. It's like, so no one wanted to write this script, it sounded like. No one wanted to be the first person to write down the words. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they're big shoes to fill, and nobody's done it. I mean, aside from you and I, uh, I mean, we both like Salvation and mm-hmm. like they went in a different direction. And the fact that they you know, was focused on the future war, which is something that they I wanted to see yeah. since I saw the first film. I was like, holy crap, give me a movie about that. Instead, we just got a lot of retreading of old ideas and very little, if nothing new, to to add to the series. Well, and that's the thing. It's like each one has done something just to flip it. Uh, T2, so you have the first one where Arnold comes back. We'll just call him Arnold. Then two, he's there to protect, and there's the new one. Mm-hmm. Three, we'll flip it. He's there to protect John's future wife, but we'll have a female Terminator. Four, we'll have a hybrid Terminator. Five, what if everyone goes back and John's the bad guy? So it's like everything, <laughs> they just keep flipping the, right. the, the story. So now it's Sarah and John don't matter because they changed time. Now here's the new person. So they're always going to iterate. You know, right. like this would have been the natural progression if no one else was involved. They're like, hey, we're going to make a new one without anyone involved. This is probably what the movie would have been. We like the hybrid idea. We like the liquid metal guy. And it's no longer John. Right. No, and it feels uh, very much so that, like, they had a script that didn't have Arnold and Linda Hamilton in it, and they were just kind of shoehorned in along the way. I mean, at least that's how it feels. Maybe that wasn't the case, but it's certainly definitely how it feels based on what those two characters um, do or do not do in the course of that movie. Um, One thing I wanted to mention, I had to go back to, like, my, you know, film school notes days, but... (laughs) um, one of the things I think that this movie really kind of fails on is, um, you know, familiar with the Joseph Campbell myth, right? The book that Lucas had for mm-hmm. um, Star Wars. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's all, any epic stories are all based off of this and they all work. But in this movie, they basically made, you have a heroine, sort of. She's there. But then they kind of skip all the other traits or characters that should go along, like, right, there should be, like, the, you know, the mentor, right, who'd be, like, the Yoda character. Right. And it's kind of Sarah Connor, but not really, because yeah. all she does is complain, and I think you mentioned she says fuck every, like, third word. Just so they can get that R. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, you have the hero, and then, basically, uh, you have the villain, who's the shapeshifter, right? Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. And figuratively. And then the rest of the characters are guardians. Yeah. And there's no other characters. No. That's it. They're all either, there's the heroine, guardians, and then the villain, and that's it. You can't have a sophisticated story without having all the different characters that right. are you know, part of the myth process. And I think that's really where it, one of the big reasons why it kind of fails. Um, well, yeah, because that's the thing. It's, um, you have, like you said, I definitely agree that it, even though reading what I did, it was never, there was never a script without those two. But it does feel like, all right, Danny's the new Sarah slash John or whatever, but you she doesn't even have a story. Like they should have no. initially. Like I liked what they did, where it's like, look, she runs the family to show that she's kind of a leader, but she should have been more 
of the boss at the plant to show that or even like the union leader or something even if it was a small scene where it's like oh you you're the union leader like to show that she for what they're eventually showing that you know she brings people together to fight the robots right but like that felt so shoehorned in it's the 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 person we're supposed to care about has no story and that's the biggest issue like i'm supposed to care about danny but i don't know anything about her no that couldn't yeah couldn't be more correct um what did i write i wrote uh she has almost zero character arc in this film zero charisma and might as well have been like a prop like the maltese falcon that people carry around and move the story along yeah and that's it's not far from that i'm sorry but that's it's true she's just there because oh hey arnold's in this and linda's in this and then we need someone that's going to be the new the new leader in the future war which makes sense because because they keep pushing time it's going john's going to age out and not be able to train john can't be the 70 year old leader like as they keep pushing the future war Mm -hmm. it makes sense that there's going to be someone else you know they literally basically in theory terminators always did their job right so the minute they keep pushing the future war john's no longer going to be the leader so the minute they send someone back they've already won they've just delayed right i mean if you're if you're talking time travel and all that stuff but the the other thing was that it's weird like i remember when we talked about on the other one where it's like we are indifferent to the rev nine which is the new terminator and then grace the protector and they were the best part not the best part but they were the better part of the movie whereas Sarah and Arnold or uh, Linda and Arnold were the worst part about the movie. Like I actually thoroughly liked the Grace character. I actually thought she, the trailer just made it look, made her look terrible. And she was actually one of the best parts, (laughs) which is so weird. You see the trailer, you're like, well, she's going to suck. And then you see it and you're like, oh, you're actually the best part of this movie. Like I believed everything she was going through. I liked the idea of being enhanced, even though they should have went into a little more of it. I Mm -hmm. liked the idea that, she wasn't the strongest person. Like, right. she could be really strong, but it had to be in burst because she's still ultimately human. Just enhanced, as she said. Right. I mean, and we talked a little bit about it after the, you know, after the movie. I mean, I wrote that Mackenzie Davis is mostly terrible, but comes across as okay, mainly because everyone else is so bad. And I think that's... Well, yeah, because Linda know. was had no story and she was terrible correct um for someone who was so reluctant and so had so much care for the character ended up just giving like one of the worst performances well because they gave her nothing to do yeah and and you would think too like the fact that she came back and she had everything so precious that she would have read the script going am i doing anything in this movie like she and arnold like arnold coming in you know over halfway into the movie or Carl. I would rather had just Linda come towards the end as Porter, as opposed to being a main character or something. Like she's right. the, you know, the Arnold in Terminator 2. You know, she's the other protector mm-hmm. on top of the sub story. But so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll sort of hit beep for beat in the beginning. So first frame of the movie, they show Terminator 2 and it's like, ah, yeah, Terminator 2. And then yes. Terminator Dark Fate starts and they just shoot John right away. And it's like, okay. And ironically, actually, I thought that was actually one of the best parts of the movie, um, only because the de-aging CG mm-hmm. is, like, so good in that. Yeah. I mean, Arnold looks amazing, and Linda looks amazing, and... They were smart. They kept everything far. Right. They did everything in far... No, no. That looked good because it looked like Terminator 2. And it's like, yeah. oh, Terminator 2. But... No, I totally buy it. But him being shot did nothing. I think it only just sort of ruin the storyline right well apparently they did not learn from alien 3 yeah and killing off the main characters that everybody fell in love with right and, uh, that anyone really fell in love with Everett furlong but you get what i'm right. saying yeah it's yeah like, okay so you're gonna take everything that we've you know grown up with and loved for the last 30 plus years and then now we're just gonna shit can all of it and then do something new but then the same thing over all over again actually oddly enough uh the killing of john and carl being interior design were james cameron James Cameron was the one that that came up with both those. Oh, just brilliant. And I think he said it's like, oh, seeing John as a 36-year-old accountant and depressed that, you know, he didn't fulfill his destiny would have been depressing. I was like, no, I want to see, regardless of how Edward Furlong's mental state is or whatever, him becoming an accountant would have been funny. Like, that would have been a funny moment. It's like, yeah, the future war is coming, but I'm no longer part of it. Right. And the way they made it seem was like, oh, he would have been depressed. No, I think he would have been okay that the world didn't end. And then he just had a regular life. 
you no, know, he so. was able to have a regular life. No, it'll it'll slap everyone in the face. When it happened, I was like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, it did nothing for it. It didn't shock me. It, I didn't even care. Like, they shot John. I was like, oh, that's an interesting story point. Yeah, so you I mean, just sort of hate the first two, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just figured they, you know, didn't know what else to do with either of them. And so that's just what they chose. Maybe, at least they made it look really pretty. Is this where we want to get into, like, kind of what ifs or... Sure. I mean, so technically... The movie should be over after the first like three minutes, right? Yeah. Here's why, and we talked a little bit about uh, you know before, but it's like, well, one, wouldn't they know that Arnold from T2? Wouldn't he know that? Oh, hey, they're gonna send another one, so we're just gonna hang. I'm just gonna hang out for like another year instead of like trying to instead of you know killing myself in the vat of thing, right? And then I'm gonna protect you when the other Arnold comes. You know, we'll fix me up. And then when he comes in, whatever, next year, then Hmm. that's right. Well, I just don't know if they're all connected like that. I guess because we've never seen, we just assume they all are just killing machines, but we don't know if they're connected or not. Like, that would have been the thing. So they send a John, well, that was the thing. John sends regular Arnold, but he might not know they also sent another Arnold because they wouldn't have been connected. I guess I keep going back to those books, and they knew exactly, like, you know, that they sent, how many Terminators they th- sent through and what they, you know, when, oh, okay. and when they went and all of that. And so maybe I have to get that out of my head. It would have been one thing, like, if it was the, I'm sure the, any Arnold after, whatever the last Arnold that's sent will know of the other ones present. I think if you're the first one in, you don't know anyone else because right. you're no longer connected because now you are existing within your own world. Unless, right. of course, they do the thing where he can plug into a computer or something. But, you know, in 92, you couldn't really... Yeah, you would think they'd all be network, though, right? I mean, just like like my, you know, Google Wi-Fi at home. They're all meshed. I guess, too, then you just sort of go with what works and what doesn't work with technology. Maybe they're using a different wavelength that doesn't work in our time because it hasn't been invented yet by Skynet. So, like, say, maybe Skynet has an, a network. Right. Well, they do. So they all have a network, but the minute you take it out of time, the network's not going to work anymore because it the connection isn't there anymore. So they are these individual program thing of like, your one mission is to kill John. Right. And that's it. Unless, of course, they get close to another one and then they can sort of Bluetooth to each other. But that would be... Yeah, you think they'd have that technology. But okay, let's pretend that that is not an issue, right? right. And pretend that you know the books don't matter. Just like I tell like the Star Wars people, yeah. I don't care about the books because yeah. I've never read any of them. So then, okay, T-800 comes and kills John Connor on the beach, mm-hmm. right? So now you've got that priority, that that's checked off, right? Mm-hmm. So now wouldn't Skynet be like, okay, hey, if you complete that mission, now go see this guy who's right. not, you know, uh, Miles Dyson, but is like the next guy in line that could yeah. possibly invent Miles Dyson and turn yourself into him and, and then and do it just like in Terminator 2. He's going to, you know, pull his skin back right. and just reveal that he's a Terminator and then he's going to let them dismantle him and that's how Skynet gets made. It definitely seems like you would send back and go, okay, kill john if you kill john or can't find john here's your list of other people here's the second in command here's the third in command just in case john doesn't exist maybe that guy's the next guy because they don't know maybe they're just running computer programs and i also feel like if john was the target they would just kill sarah too like i feel like she would just be in like the term on the list like just like (laughs) if she's there just kill her too you know but it definitely seems like you're not just going to send back for one mission. I'm sure it's a computer. It's an advanced computer. You can have it have more programming, right? You know, or why didn't it just like if you kill John and say they 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 can't do more than that, you're just going to self destruct. Go walk to the bottom of the ocean or a lake and right. turn off. So Which no, I kind of thought was almost going to happen. Like he was just going to like walk out into the ocean, but right. But yeah, so none of that makes any sense. Right. It almost seems like at that point, if you find John what they sort of do in Terminator 3 where he takes his core out and it explodes. Yes. Why doesn't he, oh, there's John, take his core out and everyone just dies. Right. Or, you know? I mean, or, like I say, he goes and finds the next Miles Dyson, whoever that is, right. and then, and that's how, and Skynet gets built from there because Skynet's whole purpose is to make sure that it exists. Right. There's a reason why. <laughs> Stop at Terminator 2 because <laughs> everything is pretty much kind of works yeah well that's when you start adding all this other stuff and none of it works yeah and that's the problem and because the other movies exist we already kind of know all this stuff and to like being a computer would know if i send you back and it works this time goes away maybe it Mm -hmm. all depends on what time period how you view time travel we know john here are the like you said here are the 10 smartest people that could start a skynet right go to each one of them and just give them all the technology one of them will win 
you know. Right. Because that's, uh, that's sort of what happens anyway, right? Is that yeah. Skynet wasn't invented, but it was invented by a different group of people that invented the Legion right. thing. Right. Bounce around a little bit. When there's one scene where Rev-9 sees Arnold and scans him and can tell that he's a Terminator, right. even though we don't know if that term exists, it would have been cool on his screen if it just said model unknown, because it would have shown that he was from a different timeline. But you don't oh. see anything on the screen. Maybe you do free if you freezed it at home. But it seems like if the Rev-9 saw it, because they did do a good thing where they cut to him and he had an interesting look like, oh, what's that? Mm-hmm. But it should have been like if you've seen him and they do the scan and it's metal, should have been model unknown. Because it should have just known that, oh, this is a machine. Yes, that's already a better idea. But they just sort of glossed. They glossed over a lot of really good potential ideas. It, this is like every other Terminator after Salvation has good ideas, just ex- executed poorly. I don't know, just versions of the exact same movie done with a different slant. Like, this one looked really good. It's just the story. It came down to the story. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no tension. There's no... Like, at no point did I ever feel like, oh, that the Rev-9 is going to get all of them and, you know, yeah. it's going to kill her. And, um, and that's not how I feel in the first two movies. Or at right. least, you know, definitely the first one. You know, there's just none, none of it is there. And I don't know if that's just because... I mean, it's probably because we've seen this movie. Yeah already five times right. and now we're seeing it again and two the characters all of the characters with the exception of danny what, yeah is that right yeah they've all seen a terminator yeah and they all act like they've seen terminators and it doesn't seem to phase them at all no whereas like linda hamilton in the first terminator who's got a fantastic arc all the way through that effing movie yeah and kyle reese is you know is clearly afraid of them mm-hmm. you know but he's willing to stand up to it but he's you know he's terrified i think that adds a lot to it where as opposed to well we're just going to keep running from this thing because it's all we can do right and we know that they're there and they exist and and danny is like she's it, there's no point where she doesn't believe that there's a machine thing coming to get her right she's never like oh that's crazy yeah or whatever even remember i mean and she never tries to get away Nothing, right? I mean, Sarah Connor was trying to get away from Michael Bean for the first right. third of the movie. Thought she was, you know, that he was a, you know, psycho killer. I mean, that would have been a better introduction to Sarah. If Sarah, if Sarah is, you know, hunting Terminators. Danny splits from Grace, and then Sarah comes back. I think you're looking for her. You know, something to like connect. Anything. You know, anything. It, it, it just all everything just everyone just all comes together and is like accepts everything that happens, and then just moves forward. And then some action set pieces happen, and the movie ends. I feel like there was a third act action scene in every act of this movie. And granted, the opening action scene is actually really well done. I, I, the whole opening, I thought, was really well yeah, done. Yeah, inside the auto factory. Yeah, all of that was done really well. Explain to me why they have sledgehammers in a, in a new car factory. What would you be doing with those? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of machine parts. I uh, <laughs> This damn door won't close. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe... Although it did seem like there were bigger machine parts than it was an auto factory, but the thing they drop on um, the Rev Nine looked like nothing from a car. And so I'm guessing maybe they do other engine parts. Yeah, why there's a sledgehammer? Yeah, whole, don't know. A whole row of sledgehammers. You know, it's like, just like weird. maybe they manufacture a bunch of other things. And that was it was kind of cheesy too, right? Like the the guy coming in and it's like, oh well, I guess you've been placed with a robot. And it's like, oh, what a writer's trope. That's so cheesy. But it, also too. They would have known that was coming. It, it should have just been not even to her brother. They should have been coming in and them. That's what I'm saying. You would have like months notice that, hey, this thing's coming. It's like that moment in Adaptation. Remember that movie? Yeah. And he's like, and Nick Cage is like, you know, the other Nick Cage is telling about his script and how there's like <laughs> the horse, you know, there's going to be a motorcycle chase with a horse and a motorcycle and it'll be like history, you know. With the motorcycle, or were there, first there were horses, then there was motor. It, it's it's that yeah. stupid. It, it it could have been easily solved by them just coming in and seeing more. It's like, wow, I can't believe how many more are being built. Oh, look, here's another one. And then even the line, how much longer until we don't have a job? Like it, that's that's all you need. As Any a, of that is better than what they came. Like up he with. came in and just went, "Where's my workstation?" No, they're gonna. It's gonna take. Wait, more. let me go talk to the manager, and I'll we'll get this sorted out. I mean, it was like it was. It was it, such and a I, cheesy. And I think that thing. was them going. Well, she's a leader. It's like you could have had it done any other way. No, it was so cliche and, and terrible, and they should be ashamed. <laughs> All twenty-seven of them that have written <laughs> this. Um, John dies. We jump forward to the big action scene, which is actually 
really well done. We're introduced to Grace. I like that the little things they did differently. I like that both Terminators just sort of fell out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Just kind of shows they had to do some things that were different to show that our future wasn't. Yes. Like they, they can't do everything exactly. I almost think they shouldn't. I like that they did the freezing effect. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Although I'd, maybe it shouldn't have been a ball because almost it seems like, so no matter what we do, it's going to be the exact same future. Well, I mean, I think that thing's got to be right because that's the time travel device. But still, every time we change, the future is always going to change as well. I like that they were just in the sky and then it freezes, which we right. hadn't seen before. So everything's going, obviously everything's going to be on the same path. Obviously, they end up building Terminators. There should have just been some more things that were a little changed. I like that the skeleton of the Rev-9 didn't have a full skull. I yes. just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, like there's no brain there. Right. I, I like the idea that you have to, if everything's going to always change, you have to change things with it. The ball in the sky, I didn't really care, but it was just like, I get it. It's like, well, it's got to look like Terminator. Yeah. I think too, it just shows like, it, so right away, you know, like how indestructible they are. That, yeah. Because it fell from like five stories or whatever. I guess that's a time to bring up the, actually probably the best part of the movie. I think for me, or at least here's in something, one new thing in the <laughs> film was the fact that uh, Grace only only can like last for like five minutes before she gets tired. Right. And I mean, that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the drug part and stuff was pretty ridiculous. And then if you really think about it, it's like, well, why would you send this person back if when you could send a program a Terminator and, and do the job much better? But but then I kind of like the idea that maybe they they can't in this timeline. We don't see anything in that past that was other than the Rev-9 versions, right? Because there's the one scene in the beginning where you see the Terminators on the beach, but that's Linda's flashback before John dies. You remember you see you see him. It's in the trailer. It's like those Terminators are walking on the beach. No, I know. And then no, that's part of the that's part of the future war, though, right? But that was her picturing it. That never happened. Oh. So you see that, and then mm-hmm. she looks at the beach, and then we're at you know 22 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when we do Grace's flashback, and they're flying in on that machine, you only see the Rev Nine versions. So it almost there seems was like, ones like had like the tentacles and stuff. But I think that was part of it because you saw them split. Yeah, there yeah. were some that were tentacle, but they always seemed like they were just splitting from the. Yeah, this is like the, so the almost, standard version. Yeah, it kind of seems like, which I kind of like, so that maybe they couldn't program, but they could augment people. So mm-hmm. that was the only ability. I mean, once again, this mo- movie comes down to a lot of exposition, but no story. They're telling yes. you everything that's happening Lots in the movie. Exposition. But the only date we got was 2042. Correct. And that's when they sent her back. Right. But I would have liked a little more. Like, once again, you're in a car. You're telling people stories. You're driving. That's you know. That's the Kyle telling Sarah stuff as they're running away. But they didn't tell us. They were just telling us what they were doing. We yes. got to get this car started so we can run. Yes. Okay. I, I figured that's what you were doing. But they're not telling me any story. And no. I think that's what it came down to. It's like, I, it's always good. The less you tell about the future is probably better because then you just start going. Well, then I time traveled. I'm time traveling. Going, Feels like why? There's mm-hmm. a lot of time traveling as opposed to just you know doing it. But I feel like we needed to know more about her future. I'm sure there might be a longer cut because all of a sudden, you know, you see her get injured and she's like, put me in the program. So obviously. Right. In the future war. In the future war, we figure out, okay, they figured out a way to at least have a chance with a Terminator. Like if you have five enhanced people, you might be able to take out a Rev-9, mm-hmm. you know, along with some other stuff. So maybe that's the only way they could send people back. Because obviously in this timeline, it's the first time. So like if there is another Terminator, they could probably send out three enhanced people. But you know what I mean? Like. Right. Right now, the only thing that exists in Terminator Dark Fate's future is Rev-9s and Enhanced, as far as we know. Right. So there isn't other models, because then they start talking about in 3 and 4, there are, they show other models of the, the, the Terminator. Where is I going with that? Yeah, so I like that, you know, you can only do, they, they sort of kept it minimal. There's one Terminator. Like, all right, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, once again, we can go back into the story, but... The timeline, if we're 22 years away from that future, we have to assume that timeline is still going to happen. Grace gets sent back and that timeline, say she fails, that timeline's going to happen. Mm-hmm. How do we get to those flying ships and robots within 20 years? Yeah, no, um, if you want to talk about that now, we... We can, yeah, it was just a... I didn't really like their version of the future war because basically it just looked like a knockoff of Starship Troopers for right. the most part. You know, just came across as too... It was too sci-fi... And there was no, it wasn't grounded in any type of reality. Whereas like okay. the original Terminator, it's like this, you know, scrappy, you know, group of 
both men, women, and they're basically cobbling together whatever they can to mm-hmm. fight the machines. Right. Rather than having all this like super high tech hover copter things and who yeah. knows where the hell those came from. We certainly don't have anything close to that right now and certainly aren't going to have anything like that in 20 years. And I think that's you know. And that was part of the thing because the end of the movie, one well, jump to the end, uh, spoilers, they live. Danny survives. And so does Sarah for some God knows reason. Um, Trilogy. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait for the fifth version of Terminator 3. Um, Never going to happen. Danny visits Grace on... Okay, we should go back to this. So Grace tells her story about being a kid when Legion strikes. Skynet is now Legion. Right. Which is fine. The name should change. I don't think everything should stay the same. So she tells the story of being a kid meeting Danny. Danny ends up being more John than Sarah. And it's like, all right, I guess that was supposed to be a big surprise, but whatever. Right. So Danny is ends up being the leader in the future. And Grace at that point is 15, maybe, because she talks about when Legion starts and it's a young girl, maybe 12. But then it's like, oh, after surviving on the streets for a few years, it's like, all right, so you're 15, 16. Right. But when at the end of the movie, when Danny goes to the play yard to see Grace to make sure she's okay as a kid, she's 12. So it's like, wait, so in three years, Legion has started? Like, I feel like you should have went more in time. Yeah. I get it. They're just trying to, like, sell you something. But none of the time made sense. It's one thing when it's like, you know, Kyle goes back and starts talking about, like, the far off future. You're like, holy shit. That's nuts. But now they're talking about it. In three years, Legion's launched. What? It, which is almost kind of a, a Genesis reference. Because when they go, and once again, that was jumping through time. They jumped to when Genesis was going to launch, which was the beginning of, I guess, Skynet, mm-hmm. which ended up being Genesis. That was the launch when everyone was going to be on the same network. And that's what started it. And it's like, well, that makes sense. That's the beginning. But we're still 10 years off from the war. Right. This made it seem like, we're two years away from flying machines. You're like, yes. and robots. There's no way in 10 years, you, even with a computer, you de- develop the Rev-9. Yeah, like no. maybe more of the Arnold, because that seems more feature, like the, you know, the 800. Right. Oh, or, yeah. that, or like in, uh, in Salvation, right? They had like the T-100 or whatever. That was kind of like this crude version of, right. which was really cool. Right. It's like, ugh. It was like this gigantic, just lumbering robot. With yeah, it was gun. very rough. And it was like, hey, here's like the first thing we've got. It works. We're going to send it out. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. No, I mean, yeah, once they showed that scene, you know, and it kind of, you know, it's a callback to the end of the first Terminator mm-hmm. with her and the dog, you know, Sarah and the dog and they're in the Jeep and they're driving to Mexico because the storm's coming. And it's, now we're doing the same thing, but only, but then Sarah tosses her the keys and now it's a new, a whole new thing. And they're in a Jeep again. And it's like, oh, <clears throat> no, that, it makes it, it makes it not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that was. It, it, with everything with this movie, it just comes down to bad storytelling. Yes. And once again, Mackenzie Davis was really good. I wonder if they toned it down because she was shining too much. I loved Gwen Sarah, what are you doing? And she's like, future shit. Kind of given her attitude. Right. Discounting Sarah because Sarah doesn't matter to her. Right. Like Sarah matters to herself. I stopped everything. And it's like, yeah, I have no idea who you are. And this is my job. I don't care about you. Right. And I like that aspect of her attitude towards each other. It's just Linda Hamilton wasn't very good. It could have been better. Their idea of their tension could have been really good. Yeah. I mean, she even does like a little bit right when they're first in the truck and then with the brother. And he's like, you know, drive faster, which is a line from yeah. the first Terminator. Yeah. And then she kind of gives him that like kind of dirty, you know, dirty look like, hey, I'm yeah, doing I the best I can with what I got, you know, like, like that I'm, kind of thing. Yeah. There's little, there's little moments like that that are nice and that work. Shine is not the word I would use. I would say it's it's competent. Yeah, her performances. It, she did what was you know what needed to be done. Right, and you know and kind of got and you know and got through it. And she looks so good because everyone else looks so bad. Arnold's, you know, just a shadow of his former self. He's slow. I mean, it's kind of sad to see, really. And yeah. actually, I want to ask: um, Do they even mention? Do, I mean, Sarah should be like, "Hey, how come you're old like me?" Do they even talk about that? They don't ever talk about that, right? No. Well, and that was that thing we had talked about. Uh, I know they talked about it outside of the movie, right? Like, you know, Cameron and Tim Miller were like, "Here's the reason why Arnold is old." Yeah, no, no, no but one, not in, in the movie. No. no one goes, "Hey, why are you old?" Well, yeah, because they mention it in 
uh, Genesis where he can age because they sent one back to kill Sarah at nine. That that's timeline. We could but go. But Genesis doesn't exist in this time. No, no, but timeline. no, but I'm just saying like no, uh, no, no, not to connect them. But they do mention it. They're assuming that you watch that movie going, oh, Terminators can get old, right? But they don't tell you in this movie, right? And, and that's also, a big flaw. And also too, why would Sarah recognize old Arnold? Like this is the first time she's seen him. The only Terminator she knows is young Arnold, right? So if if you've only seen Arnold from when he was 45 or whatever, when he did that movie or 35 or whatever, and then you see him now at 70, you're not going to recognize, you might recognize him walking out going, this old guy kind of looks like the Terminator, but she sees him going, that's the guy. It's like, wait, you haven't seen him in like 30 or 22 (laughs) years. And you're automatically going to pick up that, oh, that's him. Well, I guess, you know, it's kind of like Hitler, right? You're, you know, you see him as like. Maybe not as an infant, but like as a little boy. It's like you kind of can't forget his face. And I, I guess is what they're going for. But I think it, it feels like there should have been at least some comment about getting old or something. But maybe, you know, it's like, whoa, that's a, that's a stereotype and a trope too yeah. far. You yeah. Know? I think it was just her reaction to automatically know, even if she didn't know it was the one that killed John. Right. The fact that she knew that it was a Terminator was weird. Right. You know, I think that was just kind of... Like, oh, I guess they get old. But it just seems like it should have been, she would have reacted if it was young Arnold. Right. Holy shit. It's here. It's it's the way she reacts to him in two. Oh my God, this was the one I just saw. Because he kind of yes. looked almost exactly the same from the first Terminator. Yeah, and she's, you know, scared shitless of him. And, because they keep showing her photos and everything. But then all of a sudden, it's like, it's like those actors that you haven't seen in a long time. And they're older. You're like, why does this guy look familiar? You're like, oh. And holy shit, I haven't seen him it's in 30 Tom years. Wolpad. I had no idea. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I haven't seen him in 30 years. But I don't think you would recognize a grayed man with a beard as the same guy that killed your son. Or at least make a comment about it. Something. Yeah. Recognize it. Do something to... They call me Kyle. <laughs> I do drapes. Is now the time to talk about that whole scene with the cabin and all that? Uh, or do you want to talk about something before that? Um, there's stuff that happens, and basically, what, what is it? Sarah keeps getting text messages of where Terminators are going to, going to arrive. Yes. And it, the texts always end for John. And she doesn't know who they're from. They don't, she doesn't know who they're from, so she just shows up and kills Terminators, which would have been a better movie. But we gloss <laughs> over that. Like, that could have been the opening scene or a middle scene before oh, she gets there. That would have been great. Even de maybe like show 10 years ago, you know, or like you see the young Sarah tell a little of our story and like we sort of get to the point where we, our times cross. Right. But anyways. It's already a better movie. Already a better movie. Grace is sent through time and the only thing on her, she has tattooed coordinates, match the coordinates of where these phone calls are coming from because I don't know. Sarah and potato chips. I don't even want to get into the potato chips and stuff like that. Uh, terrible stuff. They go to, they have to cross the border and go to Texas. And then that's when they knock on the door and find Carl. Right. I'm Carl. I killed your son. <laughs> now I have a wife and kids. Want a beer? I'm like, wait, what? And before he had said he had a wife and kid, I'm like, why does he have food and beer? Yeah. No, but then, why does he have a TV? You know? <laughs> I like entertainment. <laughs> Watch the Terminator movies. So Carl, basically... After his mission, he kills John and just goes dormant. Gets a cabin, gets a wife. Yeah, but technically it's not his wife. It's just like a partner with a girl. I mean, the whole thing is just so ridiculous. It's so inane and just... Well, I thought they said they... No, I guess they didn't get married. No, because our relationship is not physical. But still could have gotten married to take care of the kid (laughs) and put him on his insurance, apparently, because, you know, he has a driver's license now (laughs) uh, and a social security card. Uh, But I guess he's a computer and he could have figured it out. Right. So, So we get to Carl... Carl now hangs drapes as a dog. Yep. Adopted son or maybe takes care of a son. Yep. He's got he's got uh, the Coronas. Can we just talk about that scene for a minute? Oh. <laughs> it's like the worst scene in the movie is that it's just like you're watching this and it's like, who thought this was a good idea? Any of it. Which one of these nine people thought this was a good idea? You know, everyone's sitting around a big conference room table, lots of heavyweights, lots of, you know, high cues, lots of money. And then everyone went around and went, yep, so Arnold's going to be, he's got a cabin in the woods, he's got a partner, a dog, and a wife, or a kid, he's hanging out, and then all of our characters are going to come meet him up at the cabin, and then he's going to tell what he's been doing for the last 20 plus years, and then after that, we're going to have another scene where we're all sitting outside drinking Coronas. Now, I don't 
know about you, but I don't remember any scene like that in Terminator 1 and or 2 where everyone had time, just take a break. Yeah. We'll all just shoot the shit and have Coronas with limes. And he made like, sure he cut the lime, too, which was a weird <laughs> scene. That was like a Nick Cage scene. You're just like, what is the fuck is happening in this yeah. movie that's supposed to be unrelenting, scary, yeah. full of tension, and we're just hanging out, having Coronas yeah. with the Terminator. Like, what's like, going on? Oh, oh is that your dog? Yeah, I'm Carl. <laughs> and it's not right. It's not like... I mean, you can have scenes like that, but then it has to lead somewhere, right? right. Like an alien, right? And it's, you know, and then William Hurt and the chestburster comes out. Yeah. They're all having dinner, and then aliens. Yeah, you're supposed to have a quiet moment before. Yeah, before the shit hits the fan or yeah. something. There has to be a point to that scene. Or in Aliens, where, you know, they're all sitting around. We're kind of getting to know the characters, and then we find out, oh, that one of them is actually an android. Right. So you have, it's the same setup, but then nothing happens with the scene, and it goes on for four minutes. Yeah. And then we can go to, which is also weird that he has targets set up for target practice. For who? Him? He's a Terminator. I don't think he needs yeah, target practice. Maybe he's like trying to, you know, because I'm going to protect my family. So maybe it's, it's for that. But it's I also, guess. too, it's in the trailer. He hits his foot on the button and these targets come up. Right. But then they shoot at watermelons. What? He just hit a button with targets. Why are we shooting at watermelons? It's basically someone going, he'll hit a button, targets come up. Then in slow-mo, watermelons will explode. Wait, what? What are we talking about? No, and I, I think, too, I think it's, um, I mean, the scene is really stupid. and has been done a hundred times in movies better, right? I mean, La Femme Nikita mm-hmm. has a, you know, a similar kind of thing. Right. I, I, and I guess, too, this is the point. I've been trying to think of, so you have the Danny character, right? And mm-hmm. she basically goes from zero to a hundred in like 10 seconds where mm-hmm. all of a sudden now she's the leader no there's no you could say well the brother died or whatever but that was an hour but go right i guess i'm asking as a question but what is the moment in the movie where she realizes who she is or who her potential is to be right and now i'm the leader yes when does that happen is that is that that's when they're having coronas right because that's when she's like well we're gonna have the kill box and i'm not going down the mine shaft and i'm taking over but there's no event that sparks that where you can be the one or whatever right like neo yeah you know all of a sudden realizes he can stop the bullets right well that's the thing yeah it's it's uh, oh my god it's so frustrating yeah they said they said kill box about 20 times in a row not gonna make a kill box kill box kill box like why do you keep saying kill box this Uh, is the most important thing in the movie is the point right and and sarah connor has the same thing in the original film yeah right where she finally you know realizes that hey reese is not here to protect me anymore i have to i gotta take the reins and do it myself instead it's just a line of like exposition and and now she's oh now she's on her way to to being the leader of the well and and that's the thing what should have happened with something like that is that because if she's going to be the john and not the sarah of the story she can have been she can be scared and freaked out at first because right. that makes sense you know her her dad's shot in theory but then all of a sudden you're seeing all this stuff and you're like oh my god what's going on so you're just following around even if you didn't run away but then you slowly have to build her up from that point like if she's going to be the future leader she just then all of a sudden goes okay what do we need to do like yes. you know when she gets her stuff together as opposed to you know carl's right this corona with the lime Freaking is really- first year film student could do that <laughs> and have it figured out i right. mean that's the insane part. How how do you have, and that's the why. Yeah. How do you have a room full of very smart people earning a shit ton of money, a lot of money coming from behind, you know, backing by the studio, and this is what you come up with? It's embarrassing. Yeah. it's That's what it is. It's embarrassing, and how this movie ever got past the script stage, I don't know. This definitely feels like if none of the original people were involved. It's not. Well, it doesn't even matter. It no, but I know what I mean. Though they put everything behind it, and obviously right. it should have been a better film. Even if it wasn't supposed to be great, it should have been better. But like you said, it's almost like this group right. We got to revitalize the franchise, right? But not having anyone else. Like James is supposed to be the one that grounds this shit, and he's not. He's the one. Ah, killed John in first, right? Whatever. All right, got to go go to my blue, blue cat movie. Not that this is better or worse than any of the other ones. But I think it's more disappointing because they tried. And that's the sad part is they tried and it doesn't show, you know, it's like, they're like, oh, we did it. We got James back. We got a really good director. Let's hire 17 writers. Let's really make this thing the full potential. And then, like you said, someone went, yeah, the script's good enough. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, all of this stuff is, you know, it's like film school 101 and to just turn into something that's not even, it's not even half-baked. It's just, oh, well, here's some stuff that happens. And how you couldn't make that more interesting, um, especially to, you know, trying, you know, given like, hey, you know, we're going to, we're flipping the table over and we're making an entire new thing. And now it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the, the female is going to be, you know, she's going to be the heroine mm-hmm. and it's all going to be different. And this was the story that you gave them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This should have just been because at this point with all, even if the, if they did the 22 years, which they did in the movie, John wasn't going to be the leader that's done. And we don't want to see that story again. Like if this was number three going, Although I would want to see John as the accountant, but like, <laughs> unless you're doing the future war with John, which they did in Salvation, like if it's, I don't want to see the same movie that it's about John. It's right. like John's the leader. It's like I'm okay with like, no, we pushed everything. John's no longer the leader. It's like, all right, that's kind of cool. Or why not John starts Cyberdyne by accident? He's the one that starts Skynet. Because remember in the beginning he was so techy right. in two. What if he accidentally starts? That's already a more interesting idea. Like, he he starts it to combat. He's like, you know what? I'm going to work from the inside. I know I can't be, you know, time has passed. I'll start something that will counteract if this thing's going to happen. I'll I'll create the anti-Skynet, which end up becoming Skynet. See, that's already great. That's already way better. Anything is better than what they came up with because it's terrible. Yeah, so I just wonder how much, like, you know, that Cameron really because it does seem like they just really let him just have a pass. And it's like, this is who James Cameron is now. Just a terrible writer. I just don't understand how we can go from having all these amazing movies, you know, that we grew up with and they're all, you know, really competently written Mm -hmm. Terminator, aliens, the abyss, T2, true lies. Mm -hmm. And they're all unique in their own way. Um, I mean, they've got similar tropes, right? But how we go from that to what we saw like an avatar and really what we're talking about is we're talking about script screenplay or battle angel Alita. Yeah. And then now this, I just don't understand. I just don't understand what happened. Yeah. I think maybe there was just, I don't think it was even studio. Or he was just completely off the, just, you know, it was like, okay, you guys take it and run, you know, and then like checked in as they were shooting. Now I have ideas. A year and a half later. It was like, hey, how's that going? You know, and finally looked at pics, you know, had a morning with a bowl of cornflakes. Hey, yeah, I should see what they're doing on Terminator. With a look at the dailies. Oh, yeah. hey, what, wait, 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 what? Yeah. What's happening? But it sounds like, you know, he was involved from the beginning, which is nuts. Yeah, it just, it, that's the part, I mean, I could be going back to it. It's just why and how, how, how do you let this movie happen? Other than, you know, like a lot of movies, you have really good intentions and then they just kind of fall apart. Well, know. and that's the thing. It's it, for whatever it is. It's uh, it's just ends up like it always comes down to story. That's with all of them. All all the ones past T two <clears throat> just faltered on story and trying to make sure Arnold's in all of them as opposed to just making a good movie. I know yeah. everyone tries to intends to make a good movie, and that does. It's not like I tend to make a bad movie, but I think what it was is they were just always trying to. It's like got to put Arnold in it. Got to put Arnold and nothing against Arnold. It was just sort of like it's got to be the same movie. We just got to keep making the money as opposed to natural progression. Like yeah. we said, like that's why Salvation, I think, worked in theory. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, finally. It's John's in it, but, you know, we're not telling that Terminators didn't get sent back. Right. You know, it's like, all right, this is an interesting story. Well, I think it's fine if you want to, you know, there's no reason to not have Arnold. And I think it's, you know, it's a big draw, obviously, for an overseas market, even, you know, to this day, although it's not really working for this movie. Right. But just basic, all I'm talking about is basic storytelling and not even trying to break new ground, but at least make make these moments interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, and you have a hundred years of cinema to rip off from, yeah. And then to not do anything with these characters and just have them just kind of be there and say some lines, you know, shoot some guns, yeah. And that, and that's the thing because it's like we're not mad about what they did, like what some people seem to be angry at, like which we talked about. I think when the first trailer came back, so, oh, it's the female Terminator, <clears throat> right? You know. But that's none of the stuff that makes like I don't get angry at that. It's like, all right, if you're gonna you're gonna send back a, a female Terminator, great, you did it in Terminator three. I don't really care if right. the leader's not John and it's a female, it's like that was bound to happen anyways, because that's what movies do. They always just try to if they're doing sequels, you always just try to flip the story. Just keep going and it's like, Oh, I had no idea, that's crazy. To me it's just like just make a 
better movie. I don't care. You could have changed everyone in this movie. It's like, everyone's all female. It's like, great. Is it a good movie? No. All right. Well, then it's not because of that. It wasn't what they were trying to do made it a bad film. It was just a bad film from a bad story. Right. I mean, it's the same as the Ghostbusters reboot, right? right? I mean, had that, you know, the screenplay been good and they had not taken the direction that they went in. Right. That was a bad written movie and a bad directed movie had nothing to do with them because that was the material they were given. It just wasn't a good movie from the start and not because they decided to make an all female cast. It was just that they made a bad movie. I don't, I don't even hate that movie. I just, you know, it's just a terrible movie. And, well, it's disappointing that it wasn't better. And this is the same thing. I think it was just that the hype of, at first, yes, Linda's back, Arnold's back, James is back. All right, well, good. At least the story will be interesting. Yes. Then we saw the first trailer and went, oh, well, this isn't going to be No, good. we saw that first terrible, like, publicity still or whatever with the three of them walking. Oh, we're like, right. what the hell is this crap? It's like, oh, this is what James Cameron is now. Then right. the first trailer, it's like, all right. Sure. So you have um, the metal guy on top of the metal guy. Cool. Right. But then it just progressively went downhill. Like every trailer they kept releasing was like, you're not helping me. You really aren't helping me with what your no, trailers are. No, in fact, are. It, was, it, it, you know, it was really detriment to it, right? Because there are no action set pieces that are not in the trailers. Right. No. And almost the whole, that first trailer is the whole opening sequence cut down to two minutes. Right? Yes. Because it's all about, you know, the car factory fight and then the chase right and then uh the throwing of the rebarb Mm -hmm. all that's within the first two minutes which would have been an interesting thing going this is just the first two minutes of the movie oh my god what else are you gonna have but you just can't have you can have tons of action but it does it's it's the point where it's like a fast and the furious movie now it's like what's going on i don't know but now we're jumping now we're jumping out of planes (sighs) sure no you don't actually a lot of it remind me of the terrible uh, independence day sequel which you don't even know what the hell is going on in that movie and all it is like 80 percent of it is you know off-screen dialogue of explaining what it is that you're watching like it's supposed to be like over a radio or something yeah and a lot of this felt that same way it's yeah. like you know it, it, nothing connects none of the characters are actually saying anything but you're hearing stuff and you're kind of piecing it together like oh this is we're going here because we have to do this thing and then we're going to go here to do that thing. And it's very much, you know, very much the same. Right. Um, I mean, I did, the things I did like with, uh, like with the Rev 9, I, I like the actor that played him. Uh, Apple guy. Apple guy. Uh, Diego something. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's his name. Or Gabriel, Gabriel something. I actually liked that idea of a personable Terminator. He was a, like a, a human version of the Robert Patrick. The Robert Patrick one was just very much a get the job done but seem human whereas he had like funny he had kind of funny quirks too right i mean they all have right and then it's like next level and then the rev 9 was more of a you'll blend in more you're a little more human but still with a little machine so i liked what they did with that like the idea of that terminator like the personality of the terminator and that the liquid metal on top of it so you have two is kind of interesting but it makes them a little weaker Mm-hmm. But like I liked what he did, and even though there was at first, remember, like, oh, this guy's generic in the first trailer. Then they gave him a couple funny lines in the next trailer. It's like, okay, and then right. that sort of eased yourself into that character. Um, yeah, like he, a, he was okay. I mean, he was fine. He, I, I mean, mean, he's no Robert Patrick, but right. But I mean, okay. I, I just like what they did with that character, and I also liked, even though there were, I hate to even say it, too many action pieces. I like that they showed how relentless he sort of was with Robert Patrick, who was just doing. But I like that he would see the next step. All right, I got to get in a plane. I got to get in this car. He was always looking at the next step and just never slowing down, even though he would be off screen and while they're drinking Coronas for some reason. But that mm-hmm. he was never, he was always like, it felt at the same step. He'd see him, oh, they're getting in a plane. I got to get in a plane. Got a helicopter. I need to get in it. Always just thinking of the next thing, which I, I liked. I liked that aspect of just showing that, that he knows what his mission is. Right. I, mean, I guess I thought it was, I'm not going to say good and bad, but just lazy lazy writing in in those action set pieces right right so every time he gets behind the wheel of a vehicle the first time it's a dump truck and then he pushes the window out and then goes out into the hood second time it's in a helicopter for no reason he pushes the window out and then 
you know, and then jumps out of the helicopter. Right. And the third time, it's in a plane. It gets a bigger vehicle each time. And it's right. just like, well, that was the, the same thing. That was the thing I didn't like was the fact that it just almost progressed the action to bigger and bigger things, like in an, a Fast and the Furious where they're jumping cars building to building. Yeah. I like that he just kept, the pursuit never stopped for him. Right, as it's supposed to be. He's a and Terminator. Then, but yeah, it, then it just became, it's like, I'm in a helicopter. Now I need to be in a plane. Now I'm going to be in a starship. I mean, it was just like, okay, you guys just need to, no, to totally. calm down. And so much of it, too, is, like, ridiculous. I mean, I, I didn't want to even get into it, but, like, the helicopter with him, like, shooting with that rifle, and he's, like, half a mile away or more. Yeah. In a move, two moving objects, and then he just happens to hit the two EMP devices. Yeah. It was like, no, I don't care. I don't care. It's a Terminator. Like, yeah. the odds of that happening, nil, pretty much. What was the other thing too? Is like when he's got the, he's got control of like the drones. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more than one drone flying around. Why does he just have like all ten drones just go and crash on them? And then nobody talks about that. Hey, the things just fell out of the sky. They just like there must. I bet there's an extended scene there. You know, with them with the with the border patrol people like getting up and getting, yeah, it's like, what the hell happened? It just it just explodes and then we just cut away. Yeah, there's no story like where you're in the detention center going, what the hell happened out there, guys? It was <laughs> that whatever. Yeah, like it just oh, it just happens all the time. But well, yeah. it goes back to that like Fast and Furious style. It's just like oh, here's a bunch of CG action and it doesn't matter. I mean, the last thing is I don't want them to tell me more story because if this is the story they have, it's terrible. <clears throat> yeah. But I could have used less action because they just didn't do anything. The first one's great. It shows the the abilities. It has to you show everyone's ability. Right. Uh, and some motivation. Then it's just non. And then you have potato chips and cell phones and Coronas and then Arnold. What is happening in this movie? Arnold starts flying. Open the cargo door. It's like, oh, oh my god, god, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, the plane stuff like that doesn't even make any sense. So let's, let's spend thirty seconds on that. So he he's on the back of the plane, right? So it's it's a flashback to the T two where he's mm-hmm. you know he's in the back of the car and he's yeah. climbing up. Except for now he's on the back of the plane and then he he gets thrown off. And by the way, you've got. Danny, she's in like the background, you know, reloading shotguns and stuff, even though she's like probably had no idea like what to even do. Right. That was the thing. It's like you showed one scene of her shooting one gun, then you got on the road. I don't think unless there was that that van ride over. Right. There's no. Yeah, which is much different than in T2 where immediately. Right. Edward Furlong knows exactly how to reload these weapons. Well, yeah. Because since he was like an infant, Sarah has been training him, right? Right, when he had, you know... <laughs> that's called storytelling! I know. <laughs> God damn it! It's already... You've got a movie, it's already done. <laughs> it's so simple, and they just like lost all over all that stuff. But so now, the, so the team, whatever, Dan, uh, Gabriel, Rev9, falls off the back. Mm-hmm. That plane is still flying, and should be flying pretty fast, I yeah. would think. So he has to go, he falls down, gets to the shed, and then I guess we just see him walking. I assume he runs at some point pretty fast, finds another plane that's refueled, ready to go, takes off, and then catches up to the other plane? Yeah. That don't make no sense. I know. Yeah, because it's not like they're circling. Wherever they are, like wherever he fell, they're already at least 100 miles away. Before he gets into another plane to catch up. It's so dumb. And they, they've got those, like, I can't remember if they're, like, F-35s or stealth. I mean, are they there to, like, shoot the C-5 down that yeah. everybody's in? It was so unclear. I mean, I know the major guy's like, don't worry, let these guys take the plane. And everyone's like, okay, Yo, sure, cause there was just one, random people. I think there's one line in the um, in the plane where it's like, oh, hopefully they don't shoot us down or something. It's like, okay. And then, yeah, then nobody's like, you know talking to anyone columbia 409 or you know there's no and they're not formulating a plan on the the plane they didn't get in the plane and then once they knock rev 9 off they don't go okay what do we gotta do all right the emps are done what's our next plan right then they're just flying around i guess we'll just hang out up here for a little bit (laughs) oh yeah the storytelling is so lazy you know and too like the whole like emp thing it's like if you would have watched the matrix and you know what an emp is i don't have to explain it again (laughs) It was a great movie. I just watched it again. <laughs> Two and three aren't so solid, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was just, it's, the whole movie is just lazy. Yes. And no, it, that's it, what it is, I guess. It's just, I've been just, racking my brain and that's all it is. It's just, it's just lazy storytelling. Yeah. And they just went, you know, with all the writers. So it wasn't even like just a Tim Miller going, I can blow shit up. You saw my movies. Right. But there's a story to Deadpool, granted different writers. They should have just hired those guys. Wait, yeah. can we talk about that for a second? Because I... I, you know, I think there's something to that in that, you know, I, I don't know Tim Miller. 
I don't, you know, I basically I've seen Deadpool. That's it. But whatever magic that's in Deadpool that makes that work so well is not in this movie. Is that because Ryan Reynolds is a genius? It's it's the writers. It's Ryan Reynolds and <clears throat> and, and and Tim Miller is just there with the nuts and bolts, and it's like, oh hey, if we'll shoot it from here with a fifty millimeter lens, yeah. and the car's gonna come from here, and it's gonna do that. That I can see him doing, but in terms of like getting like this, you know, the rest of it, the important bits, yeah, the story and the you know the pacing and the acting and everything, it's it's just not there. Yeah, it's I, non-existent. I mean, once again, this is based on the first watch. I don't remember. I don't remember anything being terrible because I remember in um, the two or three action pieces in uh, Terminator Three felt very TV, like mm-hmm. they were good but not great. I felt like the directing for the action in this was very competent. It just was didn't... that Jonathan Mostow did T three. Is that the director? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Alan Taylor. I think Alan Taylor did Genesis. I always get those two kind of confused. Mm. But yeah, Jonathan Mostow did uh, three very competently. You know, it's fine. But the action pieces feel very action directed. Like it's like right, we're going to flip this, make sure we're in the wide, and we're just going to show it as opposed right. to doing multiple things. Where this one, I felt like all the action was directed really well. I mean, it looked. There was yeah, the other set, than the, the plane stuff. The plane stuff it was a little dark. I couldn't see that much, but it's probably wouldn't have been better in light. Well, I think because it, it looks so terrible in the original trailers, <laughs> they just kept turning it. They down. just kept darkening it up. <laughs> hey, make this darker. I think that must have been what it is. I mean, because right, because right, I mean, it looked terrible the first time you saw that. It literally looked like Airport seventy nine or like, something. What are in we? Fact, I'd rather watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> A better story. Um, George Kennedy, come on. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, it, I don't think it's anything to do with Tim Miller. I think he would have directed a good movie with a better script. And mm-hmm. I think it would have been better. Right. He's not that. He's not like if you don't, if the script's not there, he's not the guy to bring that magic, right? Like Colin Trevor for yeah. Jurassic, World. Jurassic World. Right. I mean, he brought a level of magic to that movie that obviously is not in the sequel. And that's that's what you needed is a guy you know is a guy like that same thing with a uh, battle angel Lita. probably Robert Rodriguez is probably not the guy for that movie. Yeah, he was the guy in for hindsight. certain parts of it, but not for the whole. No. Where, whereas I think yeah, Tim Miller with a needs a better script. Like he's a really good director, or I think he's a good director with the right script. Like yeah, I don't think he's going to bring. He's not going to elevate it a mediocre script. Right. You know, and and he tried though in this movie, mm-hmm. he tried to elevate it, but there just wasn't anything there. You no. know, no, just not. I mean, it's just like, right? It's like the surgeon at the beginning of the Tim Burton Batman movie. Look at the tools I have to work with. Yeah, right? that's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look, this is all I got, everyone. And I'm getting pages every night from Jim. So I'd have no idea where the story's going. It's just amazing that, you know, in 2019, despite, you know, and this is right. It's not, it's not, this is not uh, like a John Carter from Mars problem. Yeah. No. Right. I mean, that had different issues um, that you could. That this could happen. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's especially now after knowing what they've done in the past. And then right. you have everyone on board. Okay, we know what we need to make. Right. I mean, this should have been like the the Jurassic World of the Terminator series. Here's right. the big comeback. You know, it's freaking amazing. We got, you know, the original people back and we're going to make it, you know, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Because we've seen what not to do. Right. <clears throat> but instead... <laughs> We cherry picked from all the things of not to do, and that's this is what you get. Yeah, we took from all the movies we keep shitting on. We yeah. hate all those movies; they don't count. But we are going to take especially everything. that TV show, that yeah. crappy TV show. Yeah, it's like we're not we're going to take everything from all of it. So, all right, I think uh, an hour and ten minutes is enough. Or hopefully, uh, it'll get down a little shorter after I edit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's another everything. thing. Yeah, I think there's more to this which we can maybe touch on later once we've had more than one day to think about it. And my car's ready for pickup. In the end, it's just lazy storytelling. It has nothing to do with whatever people think it's about with the social justice or, you know. No, which they could have gone way worse with that. That itself had nothing to do with anything. And the reason why we dislike the movie mostly has to do with just story. And that's all it really comes down to. It's, It's never an agenda. If the movie's an agenda and you make it feel like an agenda, it's what it's going to be. But I think with this, it just came down to you had an agenda, you had a bad story, and you still made it. And yep. that's all it is. It's it, I wanted to like this movie. Like with everything, I like movies. I want to, you know, and especially with franchises I, I enjoy. Like if this was a movie we had never heard of, I, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We would have maybe saw it and went, eh, all right. Nope. And moved on. And that's it. But because it's part of something larger like a Star Wars and all those, it deserves to be better. And considering, like you said, we have Jurassic World. We have The Force Awakens. 
we know what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. now. There's no excuse. And they've been trying to make a Terminator 3 for 22 years now. Right. And this was the best we could get. I mean, I, this is a trilogy, though, so we'll have more to watch after this. Oh, they're not making any more of these. <laughs> this is, we're never going to see Terminator again until, like, 2050, maybe. Right. And I think if they do, they need to do something, get some up-and-comer who has a really good idea and give them $50 million. Do the Deadpool thing. Right. Look, we don't really believe in this, so you're going to have the less amount of money possible, but have fun. You guys are creative people. Like, you know, one of those things, it's like, give Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds and, you know, Terminator and $50 million. You know, okay, okay now it's yours. You, you know what I mean? like the Joker version of uh, the Terminator. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Just give it, give it less and put a little more behind it. Or it's like John Connor, right? Yeah. That's the accountant movie you want to see with Joaquin Phoenix playing John Connor. I was supposed to be something (laughs) and, you know. Yeah, John, we get it. It's like Someone call Warner Brothers. It's like the, uh, what is the, um, the end of Army of Darkness where he's at uh, telling his story about how he was, uh, you know, king, basically. And it's like, okay, whatever. No, exactly. And that's John. No, I was supposed to be the future. A robot came after me whatever john and then they go in the other room is john talking about the robots again yes john's talking about the robots again jesus christ no it, it writes itself and i think um yeah i mean it just actually just this just popped up uh this is deadpool director tim miller confirms this kitty pride focused uh, x-men spinoff is officially dead that just dropped uh, november 4th today oh um so there, there won't be another terminator movie for 15 20 years if ever or it'll be the same thing with a different name Right. But I feel good, though. I feel like we actually got to the bottom of it. Yeah. Just, we actually got, we actually parsed it out. And we figured it out. It had nothing to do with uh, the cast. Yeah, it has nothing to do with cast. It has nothing to do with being woke. It just boils down to lazy storytelling at the end. Right. It wasn't woke fate that we thought it was going to be. It's just, it was, it's lazy. It's Terminator lazy. That's what they should have called it. Yeah. Terminator lazy. The only thing I have to add is that the movie, you know, will just kind of be forgotten. And then the only thing that will be talked about as well is it worse or better than Genesis? And to me... <laughs> is that the, the bar we have to compare it both, to? They're both equally bad, just in different ways. And it sort of makes, like, T3, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm I really, guess that kind of wasn't so bad after all. I'm really rethinking my uh, dislike of Terminator 3 after seeing the, after Genesis and this. I'm like, you know what? You know, Nick Stahl for life. You know, he, he at least tried, yeah, Claire Dane is Nick Stahl. I mean, what's not to like there? Yeah, um, it's everything you wanted in life. I've always sh- wanted Nick Stahl. Jesus. All right. Well, this has been a post-apocalyptic's view on Terminator Dark Fate, also known as Terminator Lazy Fate. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is Jason. Take it easy. <laughs>